Today is the 14th day of October. Welcome to PsalmsCast. I am Denise. How are you today? We are a little over the halfway point of this week with just three days left. Are you on track to reach your goals for this week or are you struggling? If you're on track, now is a great time to give a glorious hallelujah. And if this week has gone a bit cattywampus, Take a moment to praise the Lord anyways, because friends, He is right there with you in the midst of whatever you are dealing with. If you are new to this daily reading of the Psalms, welcome. Sit back and allow God's Word to pour into your life. So let's dive on into our five chapters for today. Psalm 14, Psalm 44, Psalm 74, Psalm 104, and Psalm 134. We're reading from the Living Bible. But first, as we do every day, let's pause and ask the Lord to be our guide. Father in heaven, we come humbly right now into your presence, and we desire to draw near to you. Father, you know what's going on in our life, and you know that we are desperate. We're desperate for your comfort. We're desperate for direction. We're desperate to have wisdom so that we can figure out how to navigate through life. We are so thankful that we can pray to you and that you hear our prayers and you act on our prayers. You offer us mercy and grace that are new every single day, and we praise you for this. As we journey right now into your living word, spark joy inside of us. Infuse us with your peace, a peace that surpasses anything from man. Lord, we need your peace. We need your joy to survive the day ahead. Right now, we open our minds and we open our hearts to you. It is our desire that your Holy Spirit would be at work inside of us, transforming us into the person that you desire us to be. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 14, a psalm of David. Only fools say in their hearts there is no God. They are corrupt and their actions are evil. Not one of them does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the entire human race. He looks to see if anyone is truly wise, if anyone seeks God. But no, All have turned away. All have become corrupt. No one does good. Not a single one. Will those who do evil never learn? They eat up my people like bread and wouldn't think of praying to the Lord. Terror will grip them, for God is with those who obey Him. The wicked frustrate the plans of the oppressed, but the Lord will protect His people. Who will come from Mount Zion to rescue Israel? When the Lord restores his people, Jacob will shout with joy and Israel will rejoice. Psalm 44 O oh God, we have heard it with our own ears. Our ancestors have told us of all you did in their day, in days long ago. You drove out the pagan nations by your power and gave all the land to our ancestors. You crushed their enemies and set our ancestors free. They did not conquer the land with their swords. 
It was not their own strong arm that gave them victory. It was your right hand and strong arm and the blinding light from your face that helped them, for you loved them. You are my king and my God. You command victories for Israel. Only by your power can we push back our enemies. Only in your name can we trample our foes. I do not trust in my bow. I do not count on my sword to save me. You are the only one who gives us victory over our enemies. You disgrace those who hate us. O God, we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name. But now you have tossed us aside in dishonor. You no longer lead our armies to battle. You make us retreat from our enemies and allow those who hate us to plunder our land. You have butchered us like sheep and scattered us among the nations. You sold your precious people for a pittance, making nothing on the sale. You let our neighbors mock us. We are an object of scorn and derision to those around us. You have made us the butt of their jokes. They shake their heads at us in scorn. We can't escape the constant humiliation. Shame is written across our faces. All we hear are the taunts of our mockers. All we see are our vengeful enemies. All this has happened, though we have not forgotten you. We have not violated your covenant. Our hearts have not deserted you. We have not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in the jackal's desert home. You have covered us with darkness and death. If we had forgotten the name of our God or spread our hands in prayer to foreign gods, God would surely have known it, for he knows the secrets of every heart. But for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Wake up, O Lord. Why do you sleep? Get up. Do not reject us forever. Why do you look the other way? Why do you ignore our suffering and oppression? We collapse in the dust, lying face down in the dirt. Rise up, help us, ransom us because of your unfailing love. Psalm 74 O oh God, why have you rejected us so long? Why is your anger so intense against the sheep of your own pasture? Remember that we are the people you chose long ago, the tribe you redeemed as your own special possession. And remember, Jerusalem, your home here on earth. Walk through the awful ruins of the city. See how the enemy has destroyed your sanctuary. There your enemies shouted their victorious battle cries. There they set up their battle standards. They swung their axes like woodcutters in a forest. With axes and picks they smashed the carved paneling. They burned your sanctuary to the ground. They defiled the place that bears your name. Then they thought, let's destroy everything. So they burned down all the places where God was worshipped. We no longer see your miraculous signs. All the prophets are gone and no one can tell us when it will end. How long, O oh God, will you allow our enemies to insult you? Will you let them dishonor your name forever? Why do you hold back your strong right hand? Unleash your powerful fist and destroy them. 
You, O God, are my King from ages past, bringing salvation to the earth. You split the sea by your strength and smashed the heads of the sea monsters. You crushed the heads of Leviathan and let the desert animals eat him. You caused the springs and streams to gush forth, and you dried up rivers that never run dry. Both day and night belong to you. You made the starlight and the sun. You set the boundaries of the earth, and you made both summer and winter. See how these enemies insult you, Lord. A foolish nation has dishonored your name. Don't let these wild beasts destroy your turtle doves. Don't forget your suffering people forever. Remember your covenant promises, for the land is full of darkness and violence. Don't let the downtrodden be humiliated again. Instead, let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, and defend your cause. Remember how those fools insulted you all day long. Don't overlook what your enemies have said or their growing uproar. Psalm 104 Let all that I am praise the Lord. O Lord, my God, how great you are! You are robed with honor and majesty. You are dressed in a robe of light. You stretch out the starry curtain of the heavens. You lay out the rafters of your home in the rain clouds. You make the clouds your chariot. You ride upon the wings of the wind. The winds are your messengers. Flames of fire are your servants. You place the world on its foundation so it would never be moved. You clothe the earth with floods of water, water that covered even the mountains. At your command, the water fled. At the sound of your thunder, it hurried away. Mountains rose and valleys sank to the levels you decreed. Then you set a firm boundary for the seas, so they would never again cover the earth. You make springs pour water into the ravines, so streams gush down from the mountains. They provide water for all the animals, and the wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds nest beside the streams and sing among the branches of the trees. You send rain on the mountains from your heavenly home, and you fill the earth with the fruit of your labor. You cause grass to grow for the livestock and plants for people to use. You allow them to produce food from the earth, wine to make them glad, olive oil to soothe their skin, and bread to give them strength. The trees of the Lord are well cared for, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. There the birds make their nests and the storks make their home in the cypresses. High in the mountains live the wild goats, and the rocks form a refuge for the hydroxes. You made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows when to set. You send the darkness, and it becomes night, when all the forest animals prowl about. Then the young lions roar for their prey, stalking the food provided by God. At dawn they slink back into their dens to rest. Then people go off to their work, where they labor until evening. O Lord, what a variety of things you have made! In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the ocean, vast and wide, teeming with life of every kind, both large and small. 
See the ships sailing along in Leviathan, which you made to play in the sea. They all depend on you to give them food as they need it. When you supply it, they gather it. You open your hand to feed them, and they are richly satisfied. But if you turn away from them, they panic. When you take away their breath, they die and turn again to dust. When you give them your breath, life is created, and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord continue forever. The Lord takes pleasure in all He has made. The earth trembles at His glance. The mountains smoke at His touch. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God to my last breath. May all my thoughts be pleasing to Him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Let all sinners vanish from the face of the earth. Let the wicked disappear forever. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 134, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. Oh, praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, you who serve at night in the house of the Lord. Lift your hands toward the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord, who made heaven and earth, bless you from Jerusalem. Oftentimes, the Lord will deliver a word of wisdom into my life, and sometimes it comes from conversation with friends or associates. Other times, that word comes from one of the many pastors whose weekly messages I listen to. And yes, sometimes the Lord allows messages to be dropped into my inbox. That happened at the beginning of this week. So several days ago, I received an email from Andrew Torba. Perhaps you do not recognize that name, as he is not one of the biggies out there in social media land. Andrew is the owner of the Gab, G-A-B, social network. I joined Gab on the recommendation of some listeners who no longer desire to be on Facebook or on Twitter. The plan was to add Psalmscast onto Gab as well as onto Telegram in the very near future, Lord willing. Well, so far that has not quite worked out yet. Well, anyways, this email was a shot of caffeine in my veins. Yes, Lord, yes. Today I want to read this entire email to you, our listeners, because I think the insight Andrew states are very important to us. Why? Because every day we are increasingly in a world where the kingdom of man is pressing in on us and pressing our faces collectively into the ground. You and I need to be looking to God for answers instead of other human beings. I hope this blesses you as much as it did me. Kingdom of God Economics by Andrew Torba, October 10th, 2021. Today, I built a desk out of some lumber I picked up from the local yard this week. It's a remarkable way to express yourself and build incredibly useful furniture for around the house. I'm learning new skills refining the art of carpentry, and getting some much-needed time away from the chaos of our fallen world in the city of man. People have been asking me how I find the time to do things like this while running Gab and raising two young children. The answer is simple. I don't watch TV. 
I don't use Facebook. I don't follow any sports or celebrity gossip. I don't watch Hollywood movies. I spend as much time as possible living in the city of God and fleeing from the city of man. It's astonishing how much time you have when you remove the things of the world from your life. I spend several hours each week outside going for walks, photographing the beauty of God's creation, and every dad's favorite pastime, mowing the lawn. Something incredible happens when you exit the city of man and start living in the city of God. The city of man is a society that not only rejects God, it is anti-God by design. In the city of man, there are no objective truth, only feelings. There is chaos, division, hate, fear, sorrow, and sin. Living in the city of God starts with having a Christ-first, kingdom-oriented mindset. When Christ is the cornerstone of every aspect of your life, making the shift away from the city of man becomes rather straightforward. Just ask yourself some simple questions. What does binge-watching Netflix all night accomplish for God's kingdom? How does worshiping at the church of NFL instead of your actual church on Sunday glorify God? How does watching Fox News for five hours every night after work really help you get closer to God? You all know the answers, yet so many Christians fall into the trap of the enemy's hands by dedicating all of their time, attention, and money to the city of man. If we are going to survive the rise of global communism, We need to start building for the kingdom and the power and the glory of Jesus Christ, our King. We need kingdom economies. Where are Christians spending their money? Where are Christians spending their time? In the city of man, how do we change this? If we unite and work together to lay the foundation for a parallel society, we can simultaneously build the largest and fastest growing kingdom economy this side of heaven while toppling the city of man by refusing to live in it any longer. The point of kingdom economy isn't to only support Christian businesses exclusively, although I won't complain if you choose to do so but rather it's about making a conscious effort to support Christian-owned businesses first. In doing so, you are kingdom-building for Christ and His Church. We need to unite and help one another, buy things from one another, communicate with one another, love one another. We need to make strong and dedicated effort to keep the majority of our time, money, and data with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and start building for the kingdom. When we do, the entire city of man will collapse on itself into a pit of ash. We are the backbone of their economy. We need to stop propping up the demonic system with God's resources. Everything we have belongs to God. We are shamefully using what God has mercifully provided for us to fund support, and live in the city of man. It needs to stop. I know things seem dark right now, but from my view, I see the light of God working in a big way. I've been on the phone all week with so many 
Christian business owners and entrepreneurs who are rising up right now. Parallel Christian Healthcare Services, Insurance, Banking, Homeschooling Services and Resources, and so much more. Our God is the living God, and He is on the move. His people are answering the call to build, protect, and preserve what is good and holy together. Keep the faith, brothers and sisters, and do well to live in the city of God and flee from the city of man. To God be the glory. And it signed Andrew Torba, CEO, Gab.com. Only Jesus saves. Oh, that I could live my life like this, bit by bit and day by day, as I make the right choices for the kingdom of God. Yes, it will happen even in my world. Maranatha. Father, thank you for providing us with your word. We are so blessed to have access to your living word in written, in audio, and even digital forms, literally 24-7, 365. Lord, you know we still struggle throughout the days allotted to us, but you never promised that life would be easy when we follow you. You just promised to be with us, and you are. Even when we are in our panic and in the darkest moments, we cannot see to find you. Lord, we simply ask that you provide today for us. Equip us to stand firmly in the understanding that you have placed angels around us to lead and to guide us, as well as to divert us from the path of evil. Give us courage to be real with you when we fail. It isn't like we can somehow hide our sins from you because you see not only our sins, you see our heart condition before, during, and after because you are all-knowing and you are all-seeing. And you are so gracious when we come and confess our sins. You forgive us and you lead us to a better way if we are humble and are teachable. So, Lord, we ask that you do lead and you instruct us in your ways. Lord, you know the bitterness, the anger, and the resentment that we are clinging to because other people have failed to live up and we stay angry because we do. And yet your word says, if we do not forgive them, you will not forgive us. And honestly, this is frightening because none of us wants to die in our sins. Show us how to forgive, Lord, because the pain is real, and we can't just see how to do it on our own. So we do invite you into this yucky part of our being. Show us how. Teach us how to be free from bitterness and anger and hate. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. And now, moving on to our prayers. (laughs) Y'all, I'm so excited with all the things that I am seeing the Lord do as we continually just lift people up, praying until God does something. And so, yes, a huge praise God because Jennifer and Chris, who are our missionaries to Africa, are on their way even now. And yes, it is a two-day adventure to get from the States to where they are headed and with their two young children. So, let's just continue to pray that the Lord will take them safely all the way to their home in Mozambique. 
And then last week, Brittany and the Chapman family, they are here in Georgia, and they are still acclimating because Georgia is radically different from living on a tropical island where the normal temperature every day is 80 degrees. Audrey, who is eight, is struggling as she misses her friends who have always been part of her daily reality. And even just FaceTiming is challenging with the six-hour time difference. Let's pray that the Lord will bring new friends into Audrey's life to soothe that emptiness. And also the Chapman family in Maui is still in limbo, and they do not have answers as to how it will all play out. But God knows exactly what He will do, and we are all praying that His perfect timing, in His perfect timing, He will reveal the plan. And yes, it was so exciting to hear yesterday the update about Laura in Japan, who struggles with so many unanswered questions about the continuous vertigo and chronic pain. What a testimony that the Lord hears the prayers of His people as we come each day to petition Him on Laura's behalf. She is excited to be working with new doctors who are giving her hope as they listen to her and they are searching for the best options for Laura. Let's continue to pray that the Lord will restore Laura's health and that Laura's husband will witness and experience the powerful presence in the hand of the living God working on their behalf, and that this young man will be transformed and will choose Christ as his Lord and Savior. And yes, it is so exciting to know that Josh is recovering his sense of smell and his sense of taste. And we are praying that God will restore fully that sense of taste and sense of smell for this young man because he needs those tools, those God-given tools in order to do what he excels at the most, and that is being a chef. And yes, being able to work and to save money so that he will be able to bring his wife, Bam, and their children here to the United States, hopefully in the very near future. And yes, let's continue to pray that the Lord does full restoration of Josh's senses, as well as opening every single door for the family's visa status into the United States. Now, on our continuing prayer list, friends, Please pray for my mom. Please pray for her cat, Miss Mia. Tomorrow is the day that they will find out exactly what's going on and what the plan is, the where do we go from here. And yes, we do want the Lord's will in this situation, as mom does not want her little fur buddy to suffer. But honestly, I really want Mia to rebound and to be able to continue to be my mom's companion for the days ahead. But if this is not God's plan, I'm praying that the Lord will prepare my mom for whatever the plan is. And speaking of mom, my mom's name is Judy. And yes, the infusion on Wednesday, it left her totally exhausted. This total exhaustion is something that she has not typically experienced in her five years of prior infusions. As her daughter and my sisters are talking, all of us are talking, we are very concerned 
And we are at a loss as to why she's having adverse symptoms instead of having five to six weeks of energy and freedom from her chronic joint pain. Please join me in praying for Judy. It honestly hurts my heart to know she is struggling as she bravely puts forth all of her energy in order to get out there and serve the people in her community. Let's also continue to pray for TC in Missouri. This young woman, she is just really angry and she's experiencing the loss of trust in her fiance. She's taking a break from the relationship right now as she seeks God's will for her future. (laughs) Remember what it was like to be 20 and in love? And then all of a sudden your world just flip-flops and everything goes in a different direction. Yes, TC is most definitely at a crossroads. So let's join together to lift up TC to the Lord and ask Him to lead and to guide her on the path that will ultimately glorify Him. You know, because matters of the heart are so confusing. And the city of man... Ways are so opposed to the Lord God's ways. Let's continue to pray for Carol, who is Dan's mom, who is back in the hospital. Carol has struggled with COVID. She's been in the hospital multiple times, been released to rehab facilities, only to end up back in the hospital. So Dan is asking that we will pray for her, for her wellness, or for whatever the Lord has ahead for her in the days ahead, as well as to prepare Dan and his family for how they can support her in this journey. And then Stella and Ralph, let's just continue to pray that the Lord is at work, that he is going to have answers for Ralph's pain and for his ability to strengthen his spine and to be able to get up and do what is necessary. And then just that the Lord will continue to bring people to Stella's life that are supporting her, that are providing needed services for her. So she will feel the Lord's loving arms around her during this really difficult time. So if you would like to be added to the prayer list, or if you want to connect with us to share your thoughts, to ask questions, or to request a Bible, our email address is psalmscast at gmail.com. If you prefer to call or to text, the number in the United States is 470-240-1509. You can also use WhatsApp, and the WhatsApp number is slightly different. It's one 470 That number one before the phone number is very important because it designates that that call is going to the United States. And you can also make a connection through social media. Psalmscast is currently on the platforms of Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.